Welcome to Culturally Biased, the podcast for the people. And you know they got the touch like Midas. Them local pods give you a touch of the itis. If y'all subscribe to anything else, it must be a minus, man. The dopest combos every week, yeah, you know it's lit. And they always dropping jewels, better get a grip. Them topics hit like a no-look left from Danny Swift. Them discussions are mean, you know the guests wanna be when shiz and O on the scene. Look, them animals at this podcast, ignore the poachers. And we coming for that spot, boy, I thought I told you. Current events, business tips for the culture. And that's including everyone except the poachers. What about the coastly vibes? What doing, yo? yo, 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 yo. Can we get through the intro? You like you're ruining our hey, show. It's taking so long, yo. Because you started humming. Yo, shit he had to point at you like, yo, go ahead. I was ready, yo. Welcome to Coastly Vibes, where we discuss everything in the culture, for the culture, by the culture, excluding the vultures. Mm-hmm. Episode one hundred. I'm your host of. In one. And one, you're right. Yeah. One, one. one on one. What's now, up? who are you? I'm your. I'm yo. That that's a bad intro this week, yo. Elmont Merch. Yo, man. Yo, we, and we have do company better, today. Man. We have to do better with this intro. We thing, have dog. special company today. So why you acting up? Um, old botching the interview as usual. The interview. <laughs> yeah, I didn't botch it. This was your fault completely. You just started talking and humming during when I was supposed to start talking. But anyway, how was your week, man? I didn't see you. Yeah, well, yeah, we we record in two weeks, I think. Cause two we weeks? Did, yeah, because we did back-to-back shows. We did one with T, and then we did a recording on a Saturday. So I think it was a week or some change. Yeah, probably a week or some change. It wasn't two weeks. But to everybody else, we did got their weekly episode. Right. So. Yeah, man. Listen, man. We, uh, we Players did, need a break. We did do some podcast action last week. We did uh That's what it was. Our That's friends, what I felt like. We did our friends show. Uh shout out to We Are We Here Now. Mm-hmm. Shout out to E Says. Mm-hmm. Unplug Mike. Mm-hmm. I mean we got an interview on there. Mm-hmm. Pretty dope. What else? That's it, yo. You act like you wasn't there. We had a fun time talking yo. to those gentlemen. You it's wanna, always love on the home team network. For sure. Shout out off the rip too. Nah, Reese keep getting yo. Reese keep getting <laughs> shine on this joint, yo. Uh, we have a very special guest tonight. Uh, we're gonna be talking about virtual learning, virtual school tonight too. Um, I like to introduce the lovely T Figs, Professor T Figs. Go by all the above. Yeah, yes, many names. Uh, teacher at grads, professor. Where are you, professor at? Um, I took a pause, but for two years I was at uh, Harcum College okay. uh, as an adjunct professor. So uh, night classes for adults that want to pursue their uh, bachelor's degree while working. So Is there that are different what? satellite sites throughout Philadelphia, and um, I would do night classes. So I've done from down in North and Erie, Chester, Deliverance Church off of 22nd and Lehigh. Um, so there are organizations within Philadelphia that partner with colleges to make it more convenient for people that want to um, pursue their education at night. So okay. That's what adjunct is? Adjunct is, for, is part-time. For, for yes. adults only? No, that's adjunct other. refers to the type of professor. So I'm not a full-time okay. college professor. Okay. Adjunct means part-time. Okay. Um, and then, you know, they were just getting their classes at night. Okay. I, I or a full degree, though. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. You know, never too old to learn. There you go. You learned the word adjunct today. Yeah. See? Yeah. <laughs> Why you went to college? Why you tell me what adjunct was? I never heard it. You tell me nothing college related, yo. Yeah. Yo, listen, my college life was a failure, guys. <laughs> yo, what? <laughs> In what college? I went to the University of Phoenix, but yeah. I didn't. I'm not using my degree, so I felt, it felt it felt me. I don't know what you have a degree in. Business management. But I took that because I was going right. to take sports management. And then when I found out that uh, you needed law classes to be a sports agent, that was chalk. So, but you got a degree in business yeah, management. Yeah. So, all right, manage the business. I've been a supervisor of places managing the business, but we're currently I work at the University of Pennsylvania, <laughs> pushing bids. You manage that. <laughs> you manage the patients, yo. Manage the patients, right? Yeah. What you say, yo? Don't don't minimize your. Um... No, nah, I'm going to minimize that <laughs> shit. <laughs> 
So, so see, um, let's you talk know. about your uh, yeah educational background. Ooh, who am I? Yeah, where you start at? Man, I'm a little girl, right? Back in the day, I, I'm born and raised in North Philly. Um, I always say the Badlands, though, because that really was my beginning childhood, okay. you know, where the Puerto Ricans and blacks combined. Mm-hmm. Right, the black and browns. Black and browns. And um, Catholic school kid, uh, my mom was adamant about me not going to public school. And so she grinded. And now being a mom, I don't know how she did it because I cannot afford to put my child in private school. But mm-hmm. right. she was adamant about me and my sister uh, getting a Catholic school education. So from pre-K all the way up to eighth grade, I went to Catholic school, you know, okay. in um, the Badlands. Um, and then I finally went to public school, which I was petrified. Really? I had to do my last four years of high school. And she's like, I can't afford it. What high school did you go to? I went to Parkway Gamma, West Philly 149th and Chestnut. Relax. All right. Relax. <laughs> Relax. Okay. A kid who was since sheltered in Catholic school. And, you know, you hear the words on the street about public school. The kids is bad. Mm-hmm. Back in the day, that was King out of control. Okay. <laughs> Come on now. That's where I thought you, like, got shipped off to. I, I, didn't, I didn't say that, but the point is rough. that was the history of public school. So right. okay. to hear that and my mom tell me, like, you got to go to public school and this high school at that, I'm like, where do I go? <laughs> but, you know, with good research, we, we did Parkway and okay. um, Parkway West did, did me right. It was the school without walls then. So, you know, it was a, a, a contract with Temple. So, you know, we did PE classes where we traveled. Okay. So it kind of gave you that early experience, that post-secondary experience of, so I got to see that college life a hustling bustling of uh, temple students okay. and then you know you your second third period didn't start till a couple hours later so being responsible leaving that temple campus you get something not going eat. home and yeah so it was that back. school but that's what sold me the school without walls but unfortunately when I went it was right where they had contracted and got a building for the West Philly site before then they were on the campus of uh I don't know if it was Drexel or Penn, and that's what had got me excited because it was on a college campus, but you got to move around. But they still kept the P.E. part. Fast forward, went to college, went to IUP. Shout out to IUP. I love IUP. Indiana University of Pennsylvania. I like it. You know, people try to say my school to party school, and I don't appreciate that. Maybe I didn't party hard enough because I was too much into my academics. We never, we never went to IUP. Me, by a couple of our friends, but we did. We just went there. Yeah, (laughs) we didn't go there, but we went there. (laughs) So you've traveled on up. Oh, he yeah. took that five hour drive several times. Mm -hmm. Every homecoming, every weekend. We. Good time. It was great. And uh, we, we went to IUP for a while because, like, one of our friends went, then another one went, then another one played with a basketball team. Mm. So it was just, like, years of just continuously going up IUP. Good so, memories, man. Yeah, IUP was Good memories. Uh, IUP did, did, me, did me right. Mm-hmm. I, I got nothing but good things to say about IUP. I mean, as I tell my students academically, oh, I, I fudged up big time mm-hmm. freshman year. Really? Uh Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that I, freshman year is crazy out here. Man, not only did I get the freshman 25, forget the 15. <laughs> <laughs> 25. I I think because my mom was just so sheltered, me being the oldest, I just went buck wild yeah. uh, freshman being year. It was the independence for me. Yeah. To know yeah. that, like, nobody was calling my mom if I didn't mm. show up to class or, right. you know, she didn't know I failed that test. It wasn't over report card getting yeah. sent to her. I just yeah. got it by. And, man, that first semester... D D D C. Well, at least you it was called academic probation. I looked at it and I was like, "All right, I'm, all right, I'm gonna get my, I'm gonna get my stuff together." You yeah. take that financial aid away and all that, man. Quarter two, D D D dismissed. Wow. And people, uh, when I tell my kids this, they be like, "No, not you, professor." No, I'm gonna tell you my story. Mm -hmm. I said because I don't want you to make the same mistake. And for me, it wasn't that I wasn't cognitively uh, competent in what I was able to do. I just got so caught up on the freedom, right, that I lost sight (laughs) of the work Mm -hmm. and knowing that I could sleep late. Nobody was (laughs) telling me nothing. I got real comfortable, and I was ignoring my mom's phone calls. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got that dismissed. I bawled crying. My mom looked me in the eyes and said, would you, I I think it was the most dopest thing my mom ever did. She didn't yell for the first time. Mm, She looked at me and said, so what you going to do? 
I said, I can't. I'm too smart. Like, I had a 4.0 when I graduated high school. She was like, what you going to do about it? I went to the dean of my department, requested a, a meeting, said, oh, he had a nasty attitude, said, you're dismissed. We, we gave you academic probation. You did nothing. I said, no, you don't understand who I am. I had to truly advocate for myself. I had right. to talk about my background, who I am. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, your grades just they don't show who you we'll are. That, yeah. And I had to just, like, go raw. And he ended the conversation. He said... The fact that you're sitting here, let me give you one more chance. And here's your chance. You have to literally now we was it was the end of the school year. Like we everybody was packing up. Dorms was closing. He says summer one starts in a week. You replace you got to take two classes that you got a D in and get better than a B, a B or above. Mm -hmm. And I will put you back on academic probation for your for your marking period. If you come back in the fall, if you get anything lower than a B, you're gone. I said, well, where am I going to stay? Where? He said, you got to figure that all out. Wow. That's the that's the deal. Mm-hmm. And my mom looked at me. Mine and my dad done picked me up, done put my stuff in storage. And he was like, oh, we not we not driving you back. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> put me on Greyhound, a.k.a. Fullerton Trailways is what it's called once you get all the way up there. Right. Got me a bus ticket one way, packed my bag. She shipped the rest to me. I got housing in a in a dorm with nothing, like nothing in it but my clothes. And I grinded for seven weeks while all my friends called me in Philly like, yo, it's the 4th of July. Is this? I was like, oh. it's lit. I killed <laughs> it. I got, all, I got both A's. I, I, I exceeded yeah. his expectation, okay. right? Came back, looked at me and said, oh, you are smart, huh? And I said, yeah. And I ain't never mess up again. Who were the classes? Hmm? What are the classes? I took psychology, which study shows everyone fails psychology their first <laughs> their first go around. Mm-hmm. And the, like psych one on one, the general one. And I took uh man, I don't even remember that. I think it was a science. Oh. Um I studied like I never studied before in my life. Mm-hmm. And uh there I am. And then the rest was history. After that I ain't I ain't I knew how to prioritize my time. Okay. So So, so what made you want to become a teacher? So my ed- my degree was uh, psychology okay. with a minor. Um, that was my that was my major, and um, it was my major for my whole first year. And then I saw you had to take sciences mm-hmm. because I always wanted to be a child psychiatrist. I always felt that kids always connected to me. I always believed in confidentiality. People felt like they could just tell me their issues and like, oh, you easy to talk to. And I'm right. like, okay. And then, um, I don't know, yet again, I punked out because of the rigorous criteria to get that degree. And so then I went to child development and family relations and I minored in psychology. So uh, child development and family relations, you learn everything from in from prenatal in the belly all the way up to about adolescence about a child. Mm -hmm. And then me having the psychology portion of it, I was also able to wrap that into it. And so I always knew I wanted to do something with kids. I just didn't know what. <clears throat> and that branched into me graduating, what, August of, no, when you graduate in college, May, May, say, okay, May, May 2003, <clears throat> graduated August 2003, I got my first job full-time to be a, a director of a child care facility at the time called Brightside, no, Allegheny Child Care. Okay. Uh, then they changed their name to Brightside Academy like six years later with them. And that's where I gained a lot of experience. I mean, I was 20 Two, mm-hmm. a director of a child care center. He put back in my own community, Badlands, American and Lehigh. Well, it didn't get no better than that. Right. Um, 95% of my clientele was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. My staff was Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Um, I was younger than pretty much all my staff. For sure. Um, but I knew I always had that presence of professionalism. And there I gained experience for five years being a director, learning the ins and outs of DPW, child care, license and inspection, what it takes to have a center. I mean, I had 125 kids in my center mm-hmm. and times 22 staff, adults with issues and kids. But I mastered it like phenomenally. And then I upgraded to assistant director of education where I start writing curriculum for the for Brightside Academy. Oh, okay. So, and that that just became my history of just like really learning the ropes of kids, how they think, was developmentally appropriate, talking to families, just different lifestyles, DPW, DHS, when kids got to get taken away. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it just yeah. it just exposed right. me to so much in child care. Okay. But I got burnt out after a while because I thought I wanted to own my own child care. Like, that's what I want to do. And this was before everybody started learning. You It took anything to open up a daycare. And there's right. a difference between owning a child care center and actually knowing the 
developmental piece of child care. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people messed up in Philly for a moment is people just start opening up child care centers and right. nobody knew the educational piece of it. And that's when you get all the wild, wild You have incidents. And and and, uh, yeah. Not saying incidents and, don't happen with you right. know, legit places, but when people don't know the curriculum portion, the developmental phase, you know, you just open it up and thinking you're just going to just throw kids in there and just babysit them. For me, babysitting is very different from child child care, mm-hmm. like child sure, like early sure. education. You know, you'll hear that I'm an ECE major. I'm an early childhood education major. I'm not no babysitter. It's like on pursuit of happiness when a young boy's going to uh, he was going to he's going to daycare, but he was watching a love boat all day. Exactly. <laughs> Come on now. I mean, I had to be honest. My experience at daycare, 12th and Lehigh. I remember watching as the world turns, days of our lives. Crazy. Um, with my grandma watching you. Um, and then we watched Sesame Street, Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. Like uh, the bulk of childcare was TV. It was lots of TV time. Right. A big open space where you just ran around with mm-hmm. toys in a chest and you ate, you napped, you woke back up and ran around again until your parents came home. Mm-hmm. That's not what childcare is about. Uh, yeah, right? I, so. I, I experienced it. <laughs> I experienced a childcare like that my, uh, my son early on just was. Like she said, TV, mm. naps, and then they like they would like color with them or something like that. But other than that, it just was like, yo, I just need you to watch them until I get home from work. Cause <laughs> my mom and them couldn't do it right now. So, how long were you uh, a director? Director, yeah. I was a director for four years, and then mm. that's when I got the promotion to be the assistant director of education, where. I was writing a curriculum for all of Brightside. And Brightside, even though it was based, well, Allegheny Child Care that merged, it was based in Philly, but it was Pittsburgh as well. So I was writing curriculum for everybody, mm-hmm. the whole company as a whole. Um, and then they branched into Ohio, Pittsburgh, and Pennsylvania. Those were the three locations. You said you got burnt out, though. Well, like, what was it? What was initially, like, yo, I, I... My burnt out, as I moved up in management, you start to really see where the money is spent and mm-hmm. who really cares about the children and who's just getting those checks because of CCIS, DT, DPW, you know, you know, because everybody learned it like, oh, 70 percent of it comes from CCIS and the parents just pay the other 20. Right. Mm-hmm. So you start and I'm not saying that those those locations wasn't good. But I, once I moved up in management from assistant director education, I became an area manager. I moved to another child care facility where I had five centers that I was in charge of, but they was had directors. So my, I, now I was in charge of the director and the whole center. And it gets real stressful. And I think. um when I really knew I was tapped out is when I found myself arguing at a at at the table boardroom meetings about how we spending our grant money and why we ain't put more toys in and we need to replace the rugs and how many times we gonna get those rugs cleaned and um, it's like you know everybody care about the numbers like if your your capacity is one hundred twenty five why you only have a hundred kids why you didn't get to that twenty five yet mm-hmm. like you know and that just started. You know, as I start getting older, I'm now like 27, 28. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm fighting the fight. Anybody else? Anybody else hear what they saying? Like, why rumbling with me? What about the education? I mean, and people be, and I never I was the one. I don't buck down in meetings. I'm the one. I go hard because mm-hmm. it's my passion. I knew I always loved working with kids. Right. And I'm like, we packing these centers out like sardines. All right, but what about? Are we teaching them anything? Yeah, and then what about our teachers? Are we paying them enough? Because now the education requirements start increasing, right? Back in the day, all you need to do is have a high school diploma. Finally, the government start understanding early childhood education is real. If you expose your child to early child education in preschool, they will be ahead and ready for kindergarten. Kindergarten is not a requirement in the state of Pennsylvania. So you have families who literally don't put their kids in school until first grade. Studies okay. show if they don't have early childhood education experience and preschool experience and their first time being in a school setting is first grade, they're already behind mm. it, and they have an educational gap. And then for the rest of their life, we're trying to close this gap because they've never been exposed unless they had a parent in the household who was who knew the things that they were supposed to learn. Right. And that doesn't really happen realistically. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People just trying to pay the bills and keep food on the right. table. So. That's when I knew my fight <laughs> with corporate America, it wasn't working for me. Right. It was just like, I got to go. And it was crazy. Before I quit, uh, he basically let me, I got laid off. Right. 
and I knew I was getting laid off. Like I felt it in my spirit. Like, yo, he plotting on me. Like <laughs> he keep watching me what time I'm coming in, what time mm-hmm. I'm leaving. And I never forget, I sat down with his secretary, who I called her his guinea pig, and I also think he was sexist. Mm-hmm. I was a black woman. Right. With a white man who loved the Beatles. No, sh- I'm just being real with a bunch of women in the corporate office, and I was the one who didn't buck down. Right. right. So I think I was the tall, aggressive black woman that just didn't want to conform to what he wanted. And as a result, he had to find a reason to let me go. And I basically said, listen, I, don't keep me around just to train somebody else to do what right. I do. What job gives you a laptop? My stipend was crazy. What do you call it? A severance package. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, you know, at first I was going, I said, no, this is, I got to go. I mean, and it was the craziest moment of my life. I ended up unemployed. I had to do Uber, which just had came out. Like, mm-hmm. literally, Uber was fresh. Mm-hmm. Right. Um. And I had to end up like I had to find a gig, and I ended up being a um, Delta T, which is a substitute company. Okay. My what? my younger sister always okay. was into teaching. She was a grade school teacher, and she was like, "Just do Delta T, do um, you know, a little subbing." And I was like, "This is not what I wanted to do. This is crazy. I got degrees. I got a mass. Mine, y'all done got my master's degree at this point. While okay. being laid off, I said, "I'm going back to school." And, but it was perfect timing because I had no distractions. Right. Got my master's and um. Early childhood development with a concentration in teaching adults. I always knew that I wanted to teach adults. Because of my experience now in the admin, I was like, oh, I work well with adults. They listen to me. Like, okay. So I I got my master's degree. So now here I am with all this education and I'm unemployed. (laughs) At this point. I'm unemployed. I cried like a baby. I got a mortgage. (laughs) I bought my house at the age of 26. So I got a mortgage, a car note, a kid, and no job with two degrees. And I had to do Uber. And, I uh, mean, that was just the most humbling experience of my life. It was Delta T. That's like. It's a, it's a staffing to, uh, agency. So they. they, they other schools. They, and so the school that they sent me to was uh, Gratz. Okay. Which my sister was there. So mm. I put in, like, the request to go to Gratz. Did some something here and there like a dean. Before you know, they're like, we like you. Okay. Can you stay? And I'm like. Give me something. And, you know, the first package wasn't the best, but it was to get my foot in the door. Right. And while that happened, uh, somebody who knew me back in my childcare days said, did you get your master's degree? I said, I did. She said, how you feel about being a professor? And I said, what? She was like, teach college courses. And I literally start being Professor Figs. And my first gig, I had to teach all the way in Chester. I had to take the bottom of the barrel. Like, I wanted, that drive was crazy, leaving Gratz, driving down 95. But I had to, I had to start somewhere. <laughs> nah, but um, that was the bounce back, though. The you, ba- had to look, Man, you had to look at it like that. It was, you, that the was bounce the, back. It definitely was the get back. Was the get so back. here I am getting a salary from Gratz that I knew I deserved more. But it was entry level. But then I got the position with Harkham. And I grind and I grind and then all of a sudden I got the position I really wanted at Gretz. And here I am four years, four years later, four and a half years later, teaching at Gretz. I I opt out of being Professor Figs for a little bit just because I had lost my dad two years ago. He was kind of like my person who encouraged me to go back. He was actually watching my son when I went. He's like, I'll take him while you. Mm. And then um, just life and then COVID. And I'm like, one thing about me, I don't like to teach virtually, especially not no Professor Figs. I like my college students face to face. And I didn't want to teach virtually. So I said, when things get back to normal, then I'll, I'll go back to teaching for a college it may not be hard come i'll see what other schools mm-hmm. available and there's my story of how i made it and now i'm a high school teacher and people ask me all the time like yo what is it like dealing yeah, with yeah. teens how, how is it dealing with teens amazing how's it, how's it dealing with kids like you know grads is, is grads has his it's hood, history you know but i always remind people because i had to learn for myself it, that history of like the badness was for a very small phase. Like before, right. then Greg has history of people who have graduated and have yeah, done it, phenomenal things with their life. Right. Yeah. It was just that eight early nineties. It was crazy for a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and then mastery. I mean, Gretz was taken over by uh, mastery school right. charter. Mm-hmm. Um, and then things changed, and so it's not like how it used it's to be like when it was under the, when it was under the school district of Philadelphia. Okay. Um, okay. I love working with teenagers. I think they are, for me, if I had to compare it to the babies, because I now have the experience, right? Infant, mm-hmm. toddler, preschool, school age. This is my favorite age right here. Mm. This is the age you you can move and shake with them. We can have real conversations. We can keep it real. Like, I love it. 
Right. I, so I love what you, it. What do you think about uh, the curriculum that you teach? So what I do specifically, people always want to know, I teach something called sophomore seminar. Okay. All right. Not every school has it. And this is where I get to brag about mastery specifically, right. um, where it gets you post-secondary ready, meaning ready for college. What happens after you walk out these doors? Um, and a lot of schools don't do that. So it is a requirement when through mastery that you go through sophomore seminar, uh, junior seminar and senior seminar, and they build on each other. So when you're with m myself, you're learning how to do uh, resume writing. You learn about how to dress professionally. You do a real life mock interview where we have people from all over who sit down and actually interview you. They have to come to school dressed up, right? We start talking about careers. We explore. We don't just expose you to um, college because college isn't for everybody, right, right, right? right? We expose you to all your options. So we talk about the trades. We talk about your two-year college, your four-year college, your junior colleges, your trades, your, your certifications that you can get. There's money in every and, and reality is everybody needs trade right now. Like the people who have mastered in trades, they're retiring. Right. Um, and so this generation, we need them, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so we kind of expose you to everything to get you ready. You know, talking about accounts, talking about checking accounts, savings that accounts, debt, <laughs> um, all those things that, you know, they, nobody they really give us. Somebody's like, yo, somebody told me I saw you. So you have a real resume in 10th grade. By the time you graduate, by the time you leave 10th grade, you have a real resume because another part of our program is an internship program. So after the first two quarters of me, us, of us building you up, right, getting you ready, learning professional, looking, looking up places knowing how to put a resume together then you actually interview and so like myself and my partner we go out and within philly we we basically sell it like how you feel about having a 16 year old no experience but is an intern with you just for every wednesday for a couple hours because wednesdays we get out early so it's, it's perfect mm -hmm. and so for what eight eight weeks 12 weeks you get a student that comes to you on wednesdays and intern when you don't have to pay them anything okay. but it's to gain experience because i think we've all been there at 10th grade, right? We're not quite ready to get our working papers yet. It's usually once we, the summertime comes or the spring comes, we get our working papers. And all. And, and the, the infamous line is, well, no one wants to hire me because I don't have experience, but nobody wants to give me experience. So how do you deal with that? Right. Yeah. And so the fact that you did an internship in high school with a legit business, right? We don't guarantee that they'll hire you, but now you have experience and now mm -hmm. you update that resume when you, right before we, around springtime, right before you graduate, now when you go on interviews, you got experience. So the chances yeah. of you getting picked between the other 10th grader who has no experience, who came from Girls High, right. no shade right. to them, but they don't have a program like that. Now, I got kids that go there like, yo, Girls High is great, but we don't have no class like that. Yeah, and I never, I never heard I never like heard this. that. Central don't have nothing like that. Like, yeah. that, that's what makes us different. So... It's a beautiful experience. So that's what I do. Um, okay. You know, I don't teach a core class, meaning math, science, lit, anything like that. Right. It, and it's perfect because this is it's just like right up my alley of what I feel like I always was gifted to do. Is that something you push for or it, you kind of just fell in your lap and you were like, yo. I, for the position? Yeah. Yeah. For the, what you teach now. Um, that, it's uh, crazy. When I found out about it, when I first got that entry position, mm -hmm. I, I saw it and I was like, ooh, that's, that's me. And the person, it's always two people. One person was retiring, or I'm sorry, she was resigning. Mm -hmm. And uh, somebody was like, you should apply. I applied, and I didn't get it. Oh, wow. I didn't get it. My, 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 my co-worker, she got it, right? Mm -hmm. She got it. So she was there for a year. She got it. He was like, oh, we found somebody. And I was like, that's crazy. <laughs> then the other partner left. I applied again. Got it that time. Uh, it was all about timing, right? right? Yeah. And so... um which we're the dopest team in grads now. Shout out to my coworker Savoya, if she happened to hear this. Um, <laughs> and uh, it's, it's been history ever since. And um, I think we wanted the dopest sophomore seminar groups in mastery. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so how do you, are, are so are y'all doing virtual learning at grads? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> can we talk about that? Yeah. What you, you want to know? <laughs> As you can tell from my personality, I am an animated teacher. I am very involved. I'm moving. I'm shaking. I got stories. So not being able to have this space with my kids is killing me. Right. So uh, is it killing the kids as well? What? First of all, sitting in front of a, a, a laptop, a.k.a. screen time. Right. It, 
not moving around is horrible. Yeah. Right? No one wants their, to just be. to see this on their face and just right. sit there. And as much as I, you know, I, I still got, I, I'm still me, so I can, I get the chuckles like, yo, you crazy pigs. Like, mm-hmm. But it's just not the same. You know, that interaction right. and social skills. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of kids, they weren't tech savvy. Right. You know, we this got thrown on our lap in March of last year. I was just saying when mm-hmm. I was sitting here with him, like, yo, it's about to be a year of yeah. this. No one goes to college. There's not one college course that taught teachers how to teach virtually. The closest class I would probably say is like incorporating technology in the classroom. Right. Right. This about to, this has now changed the game. I promise you, there's about to now be classes um, incorporated in right. degrees now about technology teach, and teaching. Yeah. yeah, but that didn't exist. So you got all of us just like winging it. Right. Do you feel learning you, together? Mm-hmm. You know. So, like, do you you feel like you struggled sometimes, or do you, the beginning you, was a big struggle? Okay. I think the first phase of this was just getting the kids on the co- no. Let's be honest. The first phase was getting everybody a laptop. Right. That so took did, a minute. How was that process? <sighs> Shout out to the admin team at my job for making that happen. I mean, right. that 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 took a lot of organizational skills and picking ups and mm. by last names and. Oh my gosh! Right, but it made it happen. Families, families got the laptops. They picked right. up. They ordered. The, the grants came through to, to the city, along with other monies from other investors and people privately donating money. But we finally got to the point where everybody got laptops. But I would say for that first two months, you couldn't really hold families accountable, right? Right. When everybody needed, you know, I mean, average households had like three kids, four right. kids, and they was like, and they all in there, they in everybody's way. And then they, they was like each, they in each other's way. And then also the school, like my son's school was was telling like parents come pick them up on Thursdays and Wednesdays, and you're like, yo, people work like yeah. they that still do have jobs. They can't just come and grab a laptop at the at this time, Wednesday twelve twelve to three or twelve to two, come get a laptop. And it was like, you know, lucky for me because I work overnight i could have went even though the line was around two blocks Mm, to get the to get the laptops and stuff but like i said that that was really like that was that that was the first it was really just winging it like you said think about the academics too much because we had to get them the tools to even do it Mm. so once that finally happened right and and that phase took a minute because households that had three or more kids they wasn't just giving them all three laptops it was like just get a laptop in the house first right but finally, like, everybody got a laptop. Now, then that's just the first part. Now, let's get Wi-Fi. <laughs> oh, man. Okay? Yeah. Not everybody had Wi-Fi. Yeah. And then and then with such a pull on Wi-Fi, it's like, is your service good? And then right. you had to deal with the, the income base. You know, now Comcast was doing deals and this. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that took a minute to get that all together. I, like, I totally Granted, we still that. had to, like, teach, but it was like, how could we hold the bar of getting things done when every household just did not have a laptop, let alone Wi-Fi. So you had a con- you had a phase of while that was happening, kids was getting packets sent home right. if you didn't have the tools. So, right. and who's grading that packet? Then mm. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a they do that and what had to like be sent back to the school. It was a whole <laughs> process. I mean, but the point is something had to be put in place if it, if the families didn't have laptops or internet yet. Right. You had you had a you have a service duty to provide some form of education to these right. children. I mean, I, I would say honestly, that was the life march through the end of the school year. Wow. Period. So this year has been a little better. I think now we came back, right? We started back up. Um Kids started to get a little more acclimated, understanding how Zoom works. Teachers start knowing the different features. I mean, we can laugh about it now, but when that Zoom stuff first started, you know, school district was the first guinea pigs in me. You saw the little stuff on Instagram, parents walking past. (laughs) They forgot the kids' cameras was on. You see inappropriate stuff being said. Kids is bidding. Like, it was was wild for a minute because, again, everybody was learning. So you you didn't know. And then you had to, oh, we can take that feature off and don't let the kids be able to change their name. I mean, they was giving themselves crazy names. Mm. (laughs) I didn't experience that. I didn't see the school district started first with it. So we got got to see that, unfortunately, and say, okay, we're not going to make that same mistake. So what district are you are you affiliated so with? Charter, so it's charter. Oh, that's so, charter. You know, okay. at the end of the day, you know, you got the charter, you got your, your right, public right. schools. At the end of the day, the funding still kind of comes from the same source. But right. 
But oh, okay, um, that's what you mean by once yeah, the school but, district. But school district started, nonsense. you know, I feel like they had the wave first, and then we was able to see the couple of errors yeah. and say, right. okay, we're not going. So on. any any kids that you ever had a dis, like a disciplinary problem with in class are they the same on virtual? No, oh, so right, you know, in school it would been it would have been the, the the potty mouth or bidding on each other, right, or right. potential fight, right. waiting for them at lunchtime or after school. Oh, that's out the door. Right. So it's no, it's no, it's no rumbles. It's none of that. The closest I think some teachers was getting again, and I didn't experience that right. was the possible, you know, as we say, you know, because I'm still. Thank God I do work with kids. They keep me so current right. from music to, to lingo. Um, but it was no, you know, little bit in here or there. But then we took those features off so they can't go at it with each other. Private right. chats. Right. So I didn't honestly experience that. That's good. Then. That's I really good. didn't. Plus this personality you see right here. It was real. My presence was real strong virtually. Like, what's up? I'm fixed. Mm -hmm. Nice right. to meet you. Right. I know we didn't meet in the building. You're 10th grade. Mm -hmm. This is what we're not going to do. And they was like, off on the rip. Right. And he's like, yo, you crazy. Yo. Right? And then the, the, the comments is going on. Like, I think I might like you. Like, all right, you should like me. And, they right. like, and then, you know, someone's like, damn, I wish we was in the building so I could get the full effect. So I just think the the, the, the personality that when we first met, I made sure I kind of created the vibe of you gonna like my class, but we ain't doing that. With me. Right, right. Where we ain't get it, but then admin, my administrative team. I mean, they did an awesome job, just like making sure certain things just didn't happen okay. as a result. So, so like, are they great? Are again versus being in class and virtual? Are, are the grades better or are they? No, no. We want to talk academics. That's just yeah. all the, the the preliminary stuff, right? If we talk academics, right. Our, our kids are going to be behind. For sure. And I don't know what's going to bring close the gap, unfortunately. I mean, when we think about mathematics, reading, think, reading teachers, I give it to them. I'm not sure how you can – I look at my own kid. He's going to high school next year, right? Mm -hmm. And and he struggles. He's always struggled with reading a little bit. But this year has been a struggle with eighth grade mm -hmm. and virtually mm -hmm. reading textbooks. Right. Um. Teachers are trying their best to make it as interesting as possible, but I think it's just very hard to make reading interesting on a laptop. Right. Um, you can, you know, attach videos, this. You, you got the audio versions of them right now. Like if the book can read to you in yeah. a sense, you know, so all these companies are coming up with new techniques for the textbook. But I just think it's hard for students. And then just the accountability that students have. I mean, at the end of the day, parents got to go home. Right. I mean, you got to go to work. So you got kids in front of laptops and there's no adults around them for the supervision portion. Right. So you got kids like, mm, I just won't log in for my second period class. Right. Well, I slept late. Mm. Right. <laughs> so your your attendance for the most part is not as good as you want it to be because of this option of I can just open my laptop up and be present or I can just not log in at all. And so when they when they open their laptop, do they have to like be on the screen? Yeah, you got to be on the screen. The camera needs to be on. Okay. Camera got to be on. I mean, and if it's not on, you need to give a valid reason why the camera is not on. Do kids fall asleep? Yeah, uh, it's happened. Okay. And then we got to talk about professional settings, right? Like, yeah. you can wear what you want to wear. You ain't got to wear a school uniform. But, like, bro, do you not have a shirt on? Or is that a, <laughs> is that a white beater? <laughs> what is in that background? Like, turn your laptop around so we're not watching people walk back and forth. Or, right. Are you laying in the bed with the covers over you? Like, kids, like, these type of things. I don't even think they just thought, like, you really think that's professional? Right. To be laying in your bed. Their concept is, I'm here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waking up and I'm here. But they're really not there. I mean, you had kids. You know, kids try to be crafty. They'll mm -hmm. log in and then yeah, because you figure put you on mute because kids are home already and they playing 2K. Oh man, <laughs> I learned from a parent. There was this whole website. The kids know how to split their screen. It looked like they're looking at you, but whole time they on something else. Wow. Or they're playing their PS. They're playing their Xbox. Crafty. Teachers talking. Say two words in the chat box. Play my game. <laughs> Right? It's tough. It is tough. It's tough for our kids. It is. Um, I kind of like, well, I prepare. I'm like, people are like, what's the pros and cons of like virtual? I will say that becoming technology savvy is great. Mm -hmm. right. Because if I had to, being in the building, right, and when I would give projects and have to write, like, I come from an era of high school, shout out to Parkway, where we were, papers was due every week. Right. For every class. Right. These kids act like they don't know how to write a paper. So when we would give assignments, you need to type that. Oh, my God. Type. 
or I watched them and they're staying after school in the computer lab typing. Um, Having these laptops and now forcing them to have to do everything with the computers, I will say, is 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 getting them to like learn how to use and get acclimated with Word mm-hmm. and Microsoft and things like that. So I feel like they know how to maneuver um, laptops a little better, which yeah. is a great thing. Not to mention you actually have one accessible to you so you can move around with it because nothing's worse than saying you got a paper to type and you don't have a laptop at home. And I always struggle with that. Like, you know, our, most of our kids don't have laptops at home. Yeah. So they have to make the decision of get home to get my sibling or stay after school and type the paper up in the in the computer lab, which one you think they're gonna do? They gotta mm-hmm. go get. They gotta go get their siblings. They not typing yeah. that paper. It's, it's rough growing up, like growing up in these areas, and being kid, being these type of kids, because it's like you gotta be accountable for your siblings. Like you don't even have time to be a kid. Like you and, and then you also gotta learn too. You gotta, mm-hmm. So I yeah I love the laptops because now they have access. They can type. They can they can research. They can do things. And I always felt that. Kids, when they enroll in high school, a laptop should have been a part of the deal. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so what I am hoping to see is that now that we done made this happen, even if once we go back to normal, in quotes. Right. My hope is that laptops always are now a part of the academic package. Okay. To piggyback off a question he asked a couple seconds ago, what um, what's the grading process like? Okay. Like, how do... How what's what? Because uh, like my son, as we've had a parent teacher conference, all she said that as long as they're present and they're participating, like they're like at least raising their hand and trying to answer questions. As far as the work, they are not really worry about too much. They'll be just fine. They'll fly <laughs> by. And I'm just, just like, yeah, and I'm That's just what like, you think. yo. So it's damn there, no child left behind, right? I feel like. When this happened in March, mm-hmm. that was the case. I mean, because it was March, April, May, June. There's only four months left to the end of the school year. And again, like when we go back, a month and a half of that was just getting laptops and Wi-Fi together. Right. Are you really going to hold a kid back, which really is not their control? Mm-hmm. So it was just, if we can get you to do some work, show up, let's be frank. Mm. Who's getting left behind? Right. The end of last school year. I think coming into this academic school year now, because now everybody's set for the most part. We know everybody had laptops. If there was a laptop that got broke, you knew what you needed to do to turn it in by the summer to get a mm-hmm. new one, a new charger. Um, the bar is back. I, I can I can speak from from for me. Right. The bar is back with academic expectations. I mean, we have a platform uh, where we use, where you submit work, how to submit it. You know, some schools are using Google Classroom, some Nearpod, uh, um, Schoology, like, you know, the list goes on and on on what what, what platform each school chose to use. But at this point, students are familiar with it, and that's Mm -hmm. how you submit work. So the bar is back on ABC. You got a zero for submitting it. I think what we have done is extended time now of when you can turn in. I think reality is like if it was in the building, it was like if I don't have it by this date, it's done. Zeros. I'm not going back in my grade book and giving you an opportunity. Mm. Now it's like you can still turn it in. Mm. Just give it to me when you can finish it. Let me me get a grade in that grade book for you, please. Mm, Like the fact that you've tried, you've attempted – it's like it's deadlines. I mean, unless the RP period is over and then it's time to get your report card for the report card period one, two. But at this point, I feel like um, it's the word we like to use is give grace. Okay. And that's to everybody. Mm-hmm. Give grace to teachers. Give grace to students. Give grace to parents. Because okay. for everybody, this is this is a struggle. Yeah. Do you do you um, do you see any support from the parents? Or is it usually, like you said, it's usually just certain kids, They since they're on their own, they can't really... I think with parents, again, because of technology, it's forcing parents to know how to like use these different apps to get their kids grades and things like that. I think it's 50-50, though, right? Yeah. You got some parents that got everything on their phone. They know how to check the websites. They know where to check their kids' grades. And you've got some parents that I don't have time to put all that stuff on that. If if he told me he did his work, I believed him. Mm-hmm. Right. And unless I got a phone call that told me otherwise, then I believed him. And so, like, a lot of those phone calls when kids wasn't doing work, like, you know, mom, he's got a 50 in my class. Sheesh. Well, but come here, boy. You told me you submitted. I, I, I did submit. I said, no. Like me. I, you know, because that's <laughs> the line right now. Every kid, I did. I turned it in. 
And parents are bleed. Did you turn in? Because that coming in from work. Did you turn in? Did you log in? Yes, yes, yes. Parents don't bug you no more. Mm-hmm. Right. You believe they, in what your kids say. Too much. I think they believe in too much. And Because um, I think parents believe that, honestly, my kid know more about this virtual stuff than me. Right. So if they say but, yes... I'm believing right, I feel like it, even, but, but even before virtual school Like Parents Tend to believe They kid Before a teacher Before a grown Person with morals And values They believe They'll believe I Their believe child me. Like yo I Why you get a bad child. grade In the school The teacher don't like me Why oh, the hell Does teacher don't like you I would believe you Why would you would believe me <laughs> No I don't man. believe you So how do you How do you feel like um <laughs> About like the, the teacher and parent Relationship Do you think sometimes Like Parents lean on the teachers too much to do most of their job. Mm. Do parents lean on teachers to do the what, like the parenting piece, like yeah, the checking yeah. on grades? You know, it, it for me, and, and maybe because it's high school. Well, you always study show like parents are a little more involved with the elementary and middle school phase. Like right. I feel like parents are vested when they're younger. Like right. they, you could, they still show up for the parent teacher conferences. They make ways. By the mm-hmm. time we get to high school, what I witness in a lot of parents is, you got this. You in high school, right? I did my I did my four years. Mm-hmm. It's your turn, um, and and it's good because you got to create that detachment a little bit for independence. Mm-hmm. I just think where where parents make the mistake with high schoolers is they give them a little too much too independence much. and they forget to use those same parenting skills they used back in when they was in middle school and elementary school where you still called the teacher every now and then. What's going on? You wanted to see the grades yeah. and see how it was going or um parents now is like if I don't hear from a teacher that's good by me that means you're doing what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, <laughs> that's the model with like high school. It's right. like so if I call and I'm like, "Hey, mom, this is a uh, John." <sighs> Lord, what's going on, Miss Figs? Yes, because I'm at work right now, and I'm like, "Well, he ain't do nothing for all the RP one. What he ain't do? And you just calling me now? You know, I'm, I've gotten <laughs> I've gotten grinded up for just calling him. I'm not. I'm gonna be honest. I'm a high school teacher. I'm not calling you every week. Mm-hmm. Right. When they didn't turn in, not that I'm trying to not give them space to hang themselves, but I'll let a, a week or two go past. Now, if it's cons- consecutive zeros, now it's all right. Now I'm calling home. Like what? Figs, you drawing? Yeah, I'm calling home now because you ain't give me no work. Right. You know. And normally, <laughs> most of the time, as soon as I call home, oh, I got people in my. We call it office hours. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you're familiar with that. You know, once school is over, teachers we're still there for like another. Hour students mm-hmm. had the option to come to a teacher and he make up what gives you more of that one on one opportunity. Sometimes mm-hmm. kids don't want to do in the class. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it'd be a pat. Once mm-hmm. I make one, you know, if I make that decision like Thursday, I'm calling 15 parents. Oh yeah, about right. about 13 of them kids in the office hours. Attitude second, you call my mom. You know I called them. <laughs> you call my dad. You know I called them. Now my work's getting done. It's done. Turned in. Nasty attitude. I said, oh, did you throw that? No, I ain't throw that at you. I was just putting it in the bin. Oh, all right. Do, all um, right. What's your classroom size like? Because. 25. Because. Um, Max. Like you said, I feel like, is it is it easier or do you see more of an um, effort put in when you go one-on-one or you get a short class? Cause like for my son, for instance, like he, you know, he does wild crap during the Zoom uh, classroom. But when he gets he that one on one, what's that he did, yo? Um, he had a a, a PJ mask, the cat John, <laughs> and I came in. He got the damn mask on his face, and he just sitting at the John. He's sitting at the uh. He's sitting at the computer with the whole with the whole mask on, That's and he's just tapping, That's and it's just tapping at the door. And I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, take the goddamn mask off. You probably <laughs> seen the episode of the podcast when you came in with a mask on, man. And put a cover over the uh, laptop screen and bring his neck. But um, when he when he he like he chills, but he like spaces out. But when he's in, when it's just like. Two or three kids and him, like he. I mean, flourishes. that's me. Like, I, if I had the choice of picking between a, a class of twenty five kids, twenty eight, versus a class of twelve, you as a teacher, you can move better. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. I think any teacher would say that, but you just don't have that luxury in most school settings to have a 
a, a classroom of 15 kids. I mean, right. there's depending on the subject, it might get like that. And the administration is intentional in making sure that a certain class does not exceed a certain amount. But by law, a school can uh, a classroom can go up to. Quote me if I'm wrong, but I think it can go up to 28 on roll. In this virtual learning. Period. That's the, oh, okay. the rule ain't changed because it's virtually. That was what even in a building, period. Like there like a an operating school, there is a max to what can be in a classroom. And it's when, it's around like twenty eight. I wonder when they changed that, because I know when I was like in elementary school, it was like thirty three kids. Yeah, and I and I might be generous right now. It might really 33 be like thirty three, thirty five. But it's that's very hard to maintain. I'm just going. I never it even being. paid attention to that. Thirty three kids. Imagine four and have behavioral behavior problems. issues or You're you know IEPs, individualized education plans, five hundred four plans. I mean, you your average now of a ratio of a, a kid with an IEP. Every I feel like every three to five, every three kids in a group of five got an IEP, mm-hmm. right. which stands for individual education plan, and that. that that plan can be based on um, social, emotional issues, cognitive concerns, like it, it physical. Con- it, it varies on the kid. Right. So you got a teacher that has to 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 conform, or what's the word I want to use? You have to individualize certain things for certain students. While you got a whole classroom that you're still trying to control and teach, it takes a phenomenal skill to be able to do. And sometimes you don't hit the mark every time, right? Because right. reality is. I can't be a one-on-one wraparound TSS worker for every kid. I try my best to, to find the base level to teach, high, low, in between, and also knowing your kids, you know when I said something, who got it and who didn't get it, mm. right? Knowing my body language and my students, making sure you sit somebody intentionally with another person. Now, we're about to do a small group. like So that's why even if you happen to have a big classroom, you learn how to work your, your curriculum in your 45 minutes of teaching where it's not just lecture right it's lecture check for understanding lecture put you in small groups lecture give you an exit ticket midway which means let's see if you really learned what i just taught you because if my half of my class didn't get it that means i need to reteach it Mm. you know what i'm saying so these are the methods you use to help you even when you can't control the number of students in your class if that that helps i I get it and uh, it's decent that you take that approach I mean, it's the approach that you learn when teachers, I mean, and, and that's the good part. When you're a teacher, you have a lot of PDs, professional development. So, like, when, when your kids get out early and you're like, why they got out early today on Friday? It's because we're in meetings and trainings on how to become better at what we do mm. oh, to, help, okay. to help students or new techniques to try in a classroom if it's a disciplinary issue or if it's a cognitive issue. or mm. And that's why you have schools that have case managers now to help out students who have those needs. They might get pulled out every now and then. So, I will say, like, education system there's a whole there's i mean there's a it's a full department now called sped right sped um, every school got a sped department um, um and that department is to help those students and case managers with their various needs that they need outside of the the regular core classes if that makes sense okay so when you so when you do virtual so it's you and your you and your partner uh yeah but she got her own class but yes oh, okay, okay we're not together all right, all right. no i teach by myself with my kids on roll but I'm being beyond. It's virtually, even if I would have had 20 on roll, I mean, 15 probably showed up for class. Right. That's just the reality of what virtual learning look like for mm-hmm. me right now. Yeah, it's like that. I yeah, mean, there were certain days that, you know, had 15 on roll, 17 showed up. But the only good thing I can say for me is like my class, I my class is a fun class in the term of this is something that most 10th graders want to know. Like, what? You can help me get a job? What? We're going to learn how to write it. Like, so it's like, I ain't going to miss Fig's class. But right. after Fig's and the next class is math, I'm definitely not logging into math. Yeah, so I can only imagine. Right? So yeah. when we have meetings like, oh, he came to your class? I get why he came to my class. Right? right? But when it was time to go to Spanish 1 and <laughs> math foundations, he didn't show up. Mm. So I've also... My perspective is a little skewed for the simple fact that my class is not a core class. Right. So kids, for the most part, find enjoyment coming to sing, you know, sophomore seminar for the most part. It's like a breath right. of fresh air. And, and they don't have me every day. If we was in a school building, you have me like two to three times a week versus core classes, math, English. You got those classes every single every day. day. Uh-huh. You ever thought about taking on any core classes? No. <laughs> she looks um, like dude. Because um, this, 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 this life of teaching is. I plan to retire by forty-four max. I'm be forty this year. 
Mm-hmm. Right. And um, I know my purpose, again, being exposed to corporate world, period. Mm-hmm. Um, good things come from North Philly. Right. I mm-hmm. always tell kids that because I'm going to always rep my hood forever. Sure. Right. I'm sure. always rep North because good things come from North Philly. And my vision at this point, right, I, I've seen has as I've matured, my my plan has Revised. It used to was going to be a daycare center, and I was like, uh, maybe. But now it's a youth program, and not to go in too much depth to to, to give my vision because it's a secret right now, the title and all that. But um, I want you know, think of a rec center times ten with the capabilities of what like I teach, right? Mm -hmm. The the resume writing and this, you getting all of that, but I got a court, I got everything. Like I need that in North and I'm talking, I'm taking up at least three, a block and a half worth. Um, That's what I want. We need it. That's what I'm getting. And right. I'm just, I speak those things as if they are. And my, mm, for you. yeah, I can't, yeah. uh, Teaching is great. And it has, this is, it's all built on who I am, but I I can't, like when we were young, I mean, our teachers taught our grandma, my aunts, you know, it was generations of teachers and they, they retired (laughs) old and gray. Mm. I will say that the trend now in education, no one's retiring. Right. From as being teachers, this this whole new generation of teachers, young, vibrant, no one's retiring. Right. Uh, oh, like at the age you put in a good six, seven, eight, ten years, and either they're moving on to to create their own programs, or they've moved up the ladder to a form of administration, mm-hmm. right? Okay. Where they're still in the realm of education, but they're not teaching anymore. Right. Okay. So for me, it either goes two ways: I move up in the admin because I've just always been an admin person, or I ultimately branch off for my youth program which is honestly what i really want in north philly and it can't be nowhere else but north Mm -hmm. and that's how i see me living the rest of my life you know i'm always going to be around kids i think that's just who i am we need more (laughs) like you i need more like you i enjoy what i do though but this has been a pleasure y'all got any other questions for me no we just ask um you was about to say something um so what do you see for the future of school and do you want to go back into a i'll be honest this is it's like it's it goes both ways, right? I'm gonna you gonna hear this Tania T talking right now. Okay. I'm gonna keep it a bean. I enjoy being in my house. <laughs> okay, I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy you rolling. Like them. I enjoy them. rolling you out like my bed, kids. walking twelve feet over to my middle room that I turned into an office, which is popping, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And Opening up my laptop with my two screens. I know how to work them now. Multi, zooming, clicking. I've gotten used to it, right? Because that's right. called adaptation. It's the amazing thing about being human. It's like you really do adapt. Right. And we have adapted to this. Mm-hmm. And so had the kids. But because we know what it's like to not you know, sit, hit, sit behind the screen, it does have its moments. The social interaction. Yeah. The high-fiving my kids. The the seeing the lays. The, the, the mute. Like, you know, the things that keep... <laughs> I miss that. The interactions. Like, I'm, I miss that part of the kids. I really, really do. And and I feel bad, like, for my seniors. Those were my babies. Not to say I have favorites, but those was my kids. That I, that was my first group of 10th grade sophomore seminar. Mm-hmm. And they're graduating. And I talked to, like, 15 of them today. And they're pissed. Right. This is not what 12th grade... Wanted to be for them, you know. Mm-hmm. As one of my students said, he said, "I've spent I've spent my entire twelfth grade experience in front of a laptop. This is corning." Yeah. I mean, he got three. He got accepted to five of the schools he wanted. You know, I kudos him over the phone. He's like, "Yeah, figs. I got into Bloomsburg. I got into Arcadia. I got it." I'm like, "That's what's up." He's like, "Yeah, but this is corny, yo." I'm like, "Are y'all doing prom? I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even care about graduation for real, for real." And I'm just like, "That hurts me to hear them say yeah. that, right?" So. Selfishly, yes, I love the fact that I can be in my home and I got my kid right downstairs so I can really monitor him with his education. Like, right. ain't no teachers calling me no more. Yo, he wasn't lit. I'm going downstairs for water to refill my, yo, put your head up. Like, because I'm that mom. That's what happens when you got a mom that's right. an educator. Mm-hmm. But to the flip side of that, you know, I ain't warming up no car. I'm not, you know how much money I saved on gas? <laughs> My clothes, I haven't had to put on any perfect. Listen, I just put on a button up shirt, got tights on the bottom. Like, you know, my my professionalism attire, I ain't I ain't really use none of that mm. this whole school year. You know, I gotta just make sure my hair look right, beat my face real quick, and mm. good morning. So I mean it ha- it has those those perks, but those who truly love educating kids, I see that it's 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 hurting them. Mm. Okay. 
But I don't want to go back in the building. Or you, right you, you, you cool. I just rather. Here's the thing. I rather just rock out for the rest of this school year virtually. They should let y'all do that. Let let that let them vaccines do what they do. Let that simmer all in everybody. Let them whatever they need. Mm-hmm. Let's make sure, and then let's start this joint fresh. Right. In August, even if they got to go back a little earlier, right, to get them acclimated, because I'm telling you right now, even though they miss their friends, not socially interacting, understanding the policies of schools, how to move around the hallways, how to operate, because all that's going to still look different moving forward. Right. There is not going to be all up on top of each other. Mm -hmm. I just I don't think that's just not going to exist anymore. Right. All that packing in lunchrooms and packing in auditoriums. I think it's over. Yeah. We're never going back to that. Crazy. We never going back to that. Like things are gonna have to be spread out. So like getting kids acclimate, like ninth grade. Like if I try to throw them back in a building, ninth graders never walked into a high school. All they still the last experience of school was eighth grade. So to throw them, try to get them in for these next 30, 40 days real quick, you really think the focus is gonna be academics? We just gotta get them acclimated to the building, how to move around, how to interact with each other, how to read the roster, how to I, we we finally got a system going virtually, even though it's not the best. But the kids got it. Yeah. Right. Let's just rock out with it for the rest of the school year, right. and let's start fresh in August. That's my purpose. But these schools are trying to reopen. Right. They try to. They no, try they're to trying. Last year no, 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 no. They're really the trying to make this happen before. They trying to get the kids back in this building mm-hmm. next month. They draw. And I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna happen. Somebody gonna get sick. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody gonna get sick And they gonna shut it down For it's two all, weeks yeah. cleaning And you gonna realize We went through all of that To go right back virtually yeah. Just leave it alone yeah. Just let this rock out I know it's not ideal yeah. But it just to me It makes sense But who am I But a teacher With my own thoughts And yeah, opinions the, the hybrid program And all that And that's what's starting The hybrid They gonna mm-hmm. go every day You gonna be an A or B group You gonna do two days Two days in <laughs> Three days out This other group But I don't care how you put it It's still Interaction and moving around just keep them home. Yeah. And I know parents don't want to hear that, but that's just my view on it. Parents got to do more work. That's why I don't want to keep them home. I mean, I speak <laughs> for myself. I got a kid, too. But yeah. I do want schools back open by September. Right. Please, let's get them back in the building. Right. I say start school in August if you have to, just to get that that's early right. start, to get them, you know. Down South always go back early anyway, right? They always yeah. start in, like, August. We the ones that don't start till September. But um, we'll, we'll we'll get through this, but it is what it is. But that's my input on it. But some kids are doing really well though. I just want to say that. Some That's kids are some kids are doing well. Like they got they got it. They on it. They know how to work the system now. They know how to submit stuff. They know how to come to office hours if they got questions. They texting their teachers. Like that's the technology piece. Like yeah. once you know about texting the teacher and using high school, it's a great ability to know, like, let me just text my teacher real quick. Like right. and on. that doesn't bother me. Like I'd rather you text me and say what the problem is or you got a question about something. Yeah, because my nephew is doing better. Virtually than he was doing in class. Mm, so. Really, and he's like a super game kid. Like, but usually those kids are the ones because yeah. they're not really they don't really socially interact yeah, with people anyway. So, so this is ideal for yeah, kids that are that it. are introverts. This yeah. virtual learning, this is That's perfect. Exactly I ain't gotta talk are. to nobody. I ain't, all I gotta do is turn on that screen, do your work, yep. submit it, and that's it. Cool. Yeah, you with that. I'm cool with that. <laughs> all that making that. me talk. Like, I don't even have to talk because we don't force that. It's either turn your mic on and talk or write in the chat box. Okay. So for kids who don't like to talk, to know that I can answer your questions by chatting mm-hmm. and you ain't got to hear my voice, I'm in heaven. Even that, they like, you don't got to be, you know, when you got a question, you don't think it's a smart question. You can type it in That helps man. You ain't got to read In front of the class Or You can Depend on how the teacher Sets up the option on Zoom You know kids don't like To ask questions Because they think it's dumb And everybody going to bid on them You can privately chat your teacher So I can be in class And I can either respond To everyone Or I can respond Just to my teacher So if I think It's a weird question I can just ask my teacher That she's responding to me Nobody else got to see What I asked Okay That's dope That's dope You know what I'm saying So I mean those These are some of the things Where it helps kids Like yeah okay She answered that Because I ain't when everybody else will know that one. And then sometimes, <laughs> you know, I'm the teacher, will say, like, and one of your students, I won't say who, though, just ask me a really good question that probably the rest of you have. Right. You know, then I'll say it out loud, and they be like, oh, yeah, I had that question, too. Like, mm, I told you it wasn't a dumb question. But <laughs> to have that feature on Zoom is awesome mm-hmm. for those introvert students that don't like to say things out loud. So. We're going to wrap up, you know. Um, that's episode 101. Professor, Professor T, can you How don't fitting. know? 
Can you let us uh, let no, them know where baby, you can find you? You can find me at grads. So no. <laughs> yeah. uh, but you can media. also find me on social media, Intelligentsia T. Um, I also tutor on the side. I realized um, I will say that um, I started tutoring right when the COVID started, but then it started getting crazy. I had to diet down. But this summer I'm back on and popping because, okay. like I said, I have a feeling that a lot of parents are going to see that gap specifically with reading. My my expertise is. What's uh, your range of uh, age group? Yeah. I'll go from. First, I'll go from second grade, first grade, second grade, all the way up to like a, a sixth grader. Okay. okay. Um, and, um, you know, I got my rate, things like that. I went up $40 an hour. Um, I'll come to you. You I, went up $40 yeah, an hour? Yeah, I was doing 35 I was okay, doing 35 okay, an hour. Okay. But my rate went up. Prices went up. The demand <laughs> is real. Mm. Um, and <laughs> it was crazy. That's, what, that's why I need my youth program because, I mean, it got to the point that this summer I had 15 clients and it was just me. Sheesh. I couldn't keep up with the demand. Well, like, he was running it up, though. <laughs> I was, woo. <laughs> ain't getting my check <laughs> still. Teachers get up. paid during the summer. So, um, and it was crazy. I was like, I might have to hire a second person. Like, yo, this is why I got to I gotta get my I gotta get my youth program. So, I already know that the I got people sitting waiting like, yo, when you teaching again? Because uh, when you tutoring? Because my kid needed. I already know they're not where they need to be. Right. So, I'm going to be back at it this summer, um, tutoring kids, but only in reading. Reading is okay. my specialty, not mathematics. Okay. That's not my gift. It's in my <laughs> man. It's in my man. I stopped that subtraction. Action edition, my man, dog. You know. Like a adult. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but I appreciate you guys. <laughs> this is officially my first podcast. You killed it. You killed it. Man. We had a great time. <laughs> uh, Hopefully, uh, this will let people want to talk to you more about educational stuff. It's what I do. I love it, man. Yeah, we beautiful need, thing. We need more people like you in that field, man. Episode one hundred and one. Uh, uh, virtual learning mm-hmm. Rate, review, subscribe What else? Uh, we see y'all next week, right? No, you're not gonna be here next week No, yeah, I'm out, yo That's it for me This is my last show uh, It's been great let I've me been tell here the for audience. two years let me, let, Wait, let me tell the audience What this guy did So he didn't tell me That he wasn't gonna be here next week Yo, I, I didn't A friend t- of mine <laughs> told me Like, yo Did you tell Oh, you're not gonna be here next week? <laughs> I was yo, going I don't know you. what I to do forgot, With this guy, yo. man Yo, I've been here for two years, yo. I'm out. All right, man. Until next week, we out, man. (laughs) Bye.